0: How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. The Yankees may be off today, but we are not looking at Spencer Jones and what his impact has been. And the fact that teams have been calling about Spencer. Teams want him. Teams want him badly. And General Manager Brian Cashman is saying, no can do. We're keeping Spencer Jones right here where we can see him and protect him. And this guy has legitimate superstar level talent. He has insane athleticism for a guy that's six foot six standing next to Aaron Judge he looks just his size at 22 years old This guy has ridiculous tools. We're going to break it down for you. We've talked about Spencer Jones many times. We've been on the Spencer Jones trail for over a year now, and we're really happy that he's starting to turn some heads and starting to show why we were so excited about his hit tool, so excited about his defensive upside over the last year even more. And this is exciting to see that he's finally kind of reaching or even sniffing the potential we knew he had. He's obviously taken some big steps forward in terms of reducing his whiff rates, chase rates. Um, he's seeing pitches really well. Had, you know, he struck out yesterday one time, but it was a really bad call. Um, you know, some some pitches that really were not strikes that were called against him. The umpiring has been suspect throughout spring training. But usually, you know, just like anybody else working through their progressions, the umpires have to get used to it again, too. So. We'll see those inconsistencies, but uh, Ryan, you know how you do today, my friend. What are your thoughts on the early returns from Spencer Jones in spring training, and why you think Brian Cashman's saying to other teams, "There's no way to trade in this young guy"?
1: Uh, Yeah, so as you alluded to, you know, Spencer Jones, the the thing that's impressed me the most so far is he is still yet to swing and miss. And that's something that I mean, I expect to see a lot of swings and misses from him because that's his game, right? That's something that, you know, he struggled with in his major in his minor league career, excuse me, in his professional career. Um, But yeah, no, I've been impressed by the fact that he's just gone out there and had really, really, really good at bats game in and game out and you know i'm not sitting here and saying that spring training is why i value him very much that's not why uh the reason i value him the way i do is because i think he's an extremely talented player who has you know every skill you need to become a star in this league Uh, again you know you look at some of the best players in baseball and i know that some people don't like to hear this but The best, the very best, not just good players, but the guys who are year in and year out, MVP candidates, anchors of a franchise, they have remarkable power tools. Ronald Cunha Jr., Uh, you know, Mookie Betts may not have crazy raw power, but his game power is excellent. You know, Freddie Freeman, again, that might might not be a guy who hits 50 home runs a year, but he's going to hit a lot of home runs and slug a pretty high clip because he hits a a ton of doubles. Uh, Shohei Otani, uh, Aaron Judge, uh, I mean, he goes on and on. Julio Rodriguez, uh, Jose Altuve, Jordan Alvarez, all these guys hit a lot of home runs or a lot of extra... ...extra base hits and have high sluggy percentages... You can't succeed in this league at that high level consistently uh, if you don't have an incredible ability to generate power. Uh, whether it's, again, you know, use bigger guy like you know Aaron Judge where you can just muscle it out or a guy like Buki Beto, Jose Altuve, where you're a smaller guy and, you know, you're relying on pulling the ball in the air and selling out for power a little bit, uh, e- even though those guys also have a great ability to make contact. It's kind of incredible how good those two are in spite of that. Uh, but, yeah, no, when you look at the best players in the league, they hit consistently for power. Even guys who you would, like, look at and say, well, they do other things well. Corbin Carroll hit 25 home runs last year, right? Francisco Lindor hit 31. Uh, you know, another, I know that Corey Seager's, a, Corey Seager's a power hitter. Corey Seager is definitely a power hitter. There's no, uh, there's no doubt about that. Juan Soto, 35 home runs, right? Austin Riley, 37. Jose Ramirez, 24. Adley Rutschman, he hit 20. I guess you could say he's a superstar that doesn't gener, you know, hit for generational power, but he's also a catcher. Catchers aren't really supposed to hit at all. So, you know, I'm just sitting here and, and trying to point out, you got to hit for power in this league you've got to have a great you know a really good ability to hit for power to be a superstar in this league and that's something that uh spencer jones has down pack are there things he can do to generate more game power absolutely but you know you pair that with unbelievable speed we're talking about a guy who stole 43 bases uh in the minor league level and you don't p- play a 162 game season at the minor league level it's close to right like, i think he played around 120 to 130 games so you extrapolate that over around 150 we're talking closer to 50 stolen bases come on that's stupid that's silly you know what i mean the guy's 66, six, you know. Uh we're talking about the the defense. I've raved about his defense and I've talked about how important it is. Prospects who play good defense and have good speed tools can come up and provide major league value as they struggle against major league pitching and adjust to major league pitching and come up and hit. Anthony Volpe did not hit much last year. He was actually one of the worst qualified hitters in baseball. And he was still at worst an average shortstop. If you look at FanGraphs Warriors average, if you look at Baseball America, he was, you know, a baseball uh, Baseball reference, excuse me. He was one of the better shortstops in the American League. So, you know, the ability to play good defense, the ability to run the base as well, it allows you to be a complete Major League Baseball player, and it allows you to provide value when your bat isn't there. And when the bat does come around, I guess the better way to phrase it is, if the bat comes around, you become a star. Like, if Anthony Volpe has a 110 OPS+, plus, he will be one of the 50 best players in all of Major League Baseball. It's that simple, right? If Spencer Jones has a 130 OPS+, plus. The guy might get MVP votes. If he puts up a 150 WRC, the guy might win an MVP. Like, he might straight up just outright win the award, right? Like, there are, there are, there are just thresholds. Like, look at Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez was 10th in war last year, and he was a top three or top four MVP candidate. He had a 126 WRC. That's good, but Aaron, jo- like, for context, Ronald Cooter Jr. was at 170. Matt Olson's at 160. Some other guys were around his war range, you know, Juan Soto's at 155, and he's right there with. Julio Rodriguez so Rodriguez who was clearly a worst hitter is up there with some of the best players in the league Francisco Lindor I think is the best example of this Francisco Lindor since debuting is third in Fangraph's war and he's not one of the three best hitters in baseball not one of the five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve the list goes on and on he's probably like one of the 30 best hitters in baseball so Spencer Jones ability to play great defense it's going to help his value a ton Alex and I think that's a huge reason why the Yankees are like no we're not trading this guy because the chance he's at least a serviceable major league baseball player is pretty high I mean,
0: I think the chance of him being a serviceable player are, like you said, astronomically high. Um, him being, and look, listen, we're talking about rentals that, you know, other teams are trying to trade. We're talking about Corbin Burns on one year. We're talking, I mean, even Dylan Cease is two years, and he's not Corbin Burns, guys. Like, Dylan Cease is not Corbin Burns. You're taking a risk with Dylan Cease. His stuff fell off significantly last season. You're hoping he bounces back. Similar concept to hoping anyone bounces back Alpha um, down year. And the truth is this. Like, if you want to trade a rent, uh, you know, Spencer Jones plus some. It's not just, by the way, it's not just Spencer Jones a lot of these teams want. It's Jones plus some for rentals. I get it. Like, you know, you want to make a run at a World Series now, but the Yankees need insurance policies in case Juan Soto and Alex Verdugo walk in free agency next year. If Juan Soto signs with another team, if Verdugo signs with another team, the Yankees are going to transition to Spencer Jones, Jason Dominguez as primary outfielders in 2025 alongside Aaron Judge. That is their insurance policy. You don't compromise your insurance policy for rental renting a pitcher. You know, if the Yankees – and Ryan, like this is the argument I'll make. If the Yankees – don't win a World Series this year, and Juan Soto walks in free agency. You, this is what you do. You go and say, "Well, we kept Spencer Jones and Jason Dominguez. Those are our two primary outfielders now. You have Spencer in center. You have Dominguez in left field. Judge in right field. And you want to know what? How much money you have to go spend and go and get Corbin Burns? Go sign Corbin Burns. You have three phenomenal um, outfielders. I mean, again, two of them will have going into the rookie season so we don't exactly know what they're going to produce but we know their hit tools and their skill sets are 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 extensive and then you have judge to help them kind of usher in that new wave of youth i still think they're going to bring back soto long term um and judge will end up maybe transitioning to left field and uh spencer will play center but you know with that being said you you don't move guys like that um you know, just off a whim, just off of a hope and a prayer that you're going to win a World Series. Winning a World Series is already improbable, right? Adding a pitcher right now, not knowing if they're going to be healthy when that when the time comes, the postseason comes around, and giving away Spencer Jones, who could be that good, I think it's dumb. I think it's stupid. I think most people would agree that that is the wrong decision to make, and the Yankees made the right one. They kept their star. They kept the guy um, that is looking really good in spring training. They kept the guy that has the upside to be the lefty Aaron Judge many have dubbed him over the last couple of months. So, you know, I'm happy to see the Yankees are sticking to their guns, not trading away prospects just because just because they're trying to run the risk because cashman feels like there's pressure you know we, we've put a lot of pressure on cashman to make these big deals go get soto make a run for yamamoto and the truth is he's tried he got soto he almost got yamamoto you know don't take the unnecessary risks here don't compromise your future don't do what isn't necessary uh, for long-term success. The Yankees have to think long-term as well as 2024. This team right now is capable of winning a championship without Corbin Burns, without some of these guys. I'm still a big proponent of waiting until the summer trade deadline and acquiring a pitcher because, look, the Yankees seemingly don't want to spend that much money because they're already over that last luxury tax threshold. They have to pay 110% tax on whoever they sign. Um, To me, it sounds like they'd rather trade for somebody than um, acquire someone via the free agent market unless it's a really good deal, really good compromise. So, you know, at this point, Ryan, what do you think happens in terms of, I don't think Jones is, is going, Dominguez either... Are you also in the same boat as I am that the Yankees will probably end up waiting until the deadline, seeing what their pitching situation looks like, seeing if Will Warren ends up panning out um, and helping making an impact in a positive way this upcoming season, waiting until the deadline in late July and then making the move then for a healthy pitcher, not taking the risk and gamble now um, in via trade and sending away Spencer Jones in the process.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I just want to make it very clear, uh, you know, I, Dylan Cease, for example, is, is probably, the like, that's the guy that the Yankees have been linked to, right? Like, I, I know Shane Bieber is out there, but I feel like there hasn't been a lot of smoke there. And, look, I'm not saying Brian Cashman doesn't work in mysterious ways. You know, Alex Verdugo kind of came out of nowhere, but there was at least, like, oh, you know, Glaber Torres and Alex Verdugo, that was a trade that was discussed. And, you know, the Yankees shot that down. They weren't going to do that. Um, or, like... You know, Clark Schmidt Alex Rodrigo was a deal that, that was discussed. We haven't heard smoke to that regard with Bieber. So I'm not going to throw him in the, oh, it's going to happen out of nowhere, guys. It's going to happen like this. Just, you know, keep your eyes peeled. Um, maybe it's like the Donaldson deal where that kind of happened out of nowhere. But, um, you know, look at the Dylan C situation. That's probably the guy. Um, if the Yankees trade for somebody, that's the guy they probably have the highest percentage chance of matching up with. Um, and the White Sox want uh, Spencer Jones. Dylan Cease put up a 4.58 ERA last year. He had a 106 ERA minus. It means he was 6% worse to the league average starting pitcher or league average pitcher at preventing runs. Clark Schmidt, for example, is at 111. So Clark Schmidt was 11% worse at preventing runs last year. Um, and again, we talked about, you know, the guy took a step back, that being Dylan Cease. Lost a tick on his fastball. Lost an inch of ride right on the four-seamer. Um, you know, strikeout weight goes down by 3%. Um, hard hit rates go up by ten percent. Uh, you know, quality of contact metrics universally go. This guy got worse at preventing damage contact. I'm not trading Spencer Jones for that. I'm sorry, like I'm I'm just not. Like as you mentioned too, it's not like okay Spencer Jones for Dylan Cease one for one. Do you make that swap? It's Dylan. It's Spencer Jones, Chase Hampton, and, and you know other guys it's like. I'm not making that deal. I'm not. And I'm not going to blame Brian Cashman for not making that deal. As you mentioned, we don't know what he is right now. At the deadline, you know, at the deadline, let's say Dylan Cease middle uh, in the middle of the season where he's got a 2-2-0 ERA like he did in 2022. And it's like, all right, you know, Spencer Jones and another prospect for Dylan Cease, teams leading the AL East. This is the best Yankee team we've seen in years. They clearly just need another starter. Okay, we have another conversation, right? Now it's like, all right, you know, this might be the thing that puts us over the edge. This might be the player that in a postseason series sets us apart. You know, the offense is clicking. Soto and Judge are, you know, they're basically battling for the MVP. Garrett Coles in Cy Young caliber year. Uh, you know, Rodon bounced back. Situation like that. I know that people don't want to hear this, but you gotta, you've gotta—you've got to save your bullets. You've got bullets, right? Like Spencer Jones, you can't just make another one, right? Like I know the Yankees kind of replaced guys like Ken Walichuk, uh, Luis Medina, um, you know, Hayden Wesneski, but those are, that's just not the same caliber prospect of Spencer Jones, right? When you trade a Spencer Jones or when you trade a Jason Dominguez, you don't, you can't just replace that, right? You can't just get, you can't just find a guy who's 6'6, moves the way that Spencer Jones does, and hits the ball the way that Spencer Jones does. You can't find a guy like Jason Dominguez just, In international free agency or, uh, you know, in the draft, when you're not drafting with premium picks, the Yankees don't have the number one overall pick. They don't have the number five overall pick. They don't have the number 10 overall pick. They don't have the number 20 overall pick. You know what I mean? They are usually drafting in like the 25 to 30 range, and and that's the range you're always going to have to pick in. That's the range they're always going to have to select guys, in. and that's not a range where you find superstars. That's a range where you find, you know, quality major leaguers. The fact that the Yankees have drafted Wells, Volpe, Jones in the in their last uh, few first rounds is pretty impressive because Volpe quali- is, is at least a solid major leaguer. Wells will probably be a solid major leaguer. You imagine Jones will be at least a solid center fielder. You know, that's three, let's say they're everyday major league players, not superstars, not even all-stars. That's more than you usually get from that spot in the draft. Like, I I think people have this warped perception of comparing the Major League Baseball draft to, like, the NBA and the NFL. In the NFL, yeah, the 25th overall pick, you need to get an everyday start at the minimum, right? the Major League draft, the average 25th pick doesn't get there. The average 25th pick, I think, accumulates for about three war in their Major League career. Just think about that, Alex. Three career war. I'm pretty sure Tyler Wade has more war than that. You know what I mean? Like the average, you know, the average pick at that slot is 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 Tyler Wade. That's that's basically what we're saying. Uh, you know, I I don't want to make it seem like Spencer Jones is this guarantee to be a star, and you know, the Yankees would be making the worst mistake ever, and there's no way they could justify a trade or whatever it may be. Um, but I'm more so just I think the point we're trying to hammering here, to hammer home here, is that you can't just simplify it to. The Yankees are choosing to not get better. The Yankees are choosing to make a decision based off of the information they have right now, and basically, information. Dylan Cease is a guy with a four point five ADRa. Dylan Cease is a guy who averages about five innings a start. Dylan Cease is a guy who's only eclipsed one hundred eighty innings once. We talk about Blake Snell, like, oh, he doesn't, you know, pitch deep enough into games. He never, he's always not durable enough. I know Cease hasn't missed a start. But I see 32, 32, 33 starts and 165, 184, and 177 innings. That's disgusting in the bad way, right? That means the guy's not pitching even to games. That means when he's out there, I need my bullpen firing. Are you kidding me? Why do I need my bullpen firing? This is the guy I trade Spencer Jones for. When the Yankees signed Garrett Cole to a $320-something million million dollar contract, what was the expectation? Great pitcher. When you put up a 3.50 ERA last year, a, a whole run lower than Dylan Cease, it was, is he still an ace? Is he still that good? This, this, and that. I'm not lowering my standard for an ace. If I have to lower my standard for you as an ace, you are not worth Spencer Jones as currently presented. Alex, I, I don't think... I, it's, it's crazy to me that people still think that the Yankees should trade Spencer Jones Dylan Cease. Based on what we know right now, this is a guy whose stock has fallen. I'm banging cups around him. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just... I don't understand what the obsession is with trading for J- Spencer Jones away. I, I really don't, you know? It's not like this is the type of guy that we trade for in Dylan Cease and he doesn't pitch as well as he should and Yankee fans ask for Brian Cashman to get fired. This exact guy. Same situation. Same thing as like giving Blake Snell, like I, like people are like, why don't the Yankees just pay him? Yeah, and then when he sucks or isn't good enough and opts into the rest of his contract and you can't pay Juan Soto, you're going to want Brian Cashman fired. You know what I mean? So you got to understand it's it, the Yankees have considered every up yet. Like the Yankees aren't saying no to Everson Pereira and Oswald Peraza for Dylan Cease. And I promise you some proposal with those two guys isn't getting a deal done. The White Sox want Spencer Jones. The Yankees aren't going to part ways to Spencer Jones plus. Uh, and, and that's just as simple as that. And I think it's a very justified position to have. Absolutely.
0: Again, I think that most of us are on the same boat that trading Spencer Jones right now would be like. You know, giving away Willy Wonka's golden ticket, man. Like you, you don't want to, you don't want to give away the ticket before you see what what's inside the freaking chocolate factory. Um, and, and right now, I feel like the Yankees are in a pretty decent spot to to wait it out, see what he's got, and, and you're, they're positioned well. This team, this outfield has gotten significantly better in one offseason, and I think we can say that's objectively true by a by a large margin. Like not even small. We're talking about Jake Bowers to freaking Juan Soto. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't ask for a bigger difference in talent. Uh, but, guys, always happy to hear perspectives down below on Spencer Jones. I know we had some very emotional uh, thoughts about this topic. I think you probably share our similar sentiment. Um, but, as always, make sure to like and subscribe. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.